تبقي حياتي برهان You are listening to season 10 episode 24 بسم الله الحمد لله الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته I'm happy to meet you all once again through we here and we obey ladies only halaqa on our 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi series sisters. Inshallah we will be analyzing hadith number 24 in today's podcast. Before I begin let me tell you this sisters. This hadith, hadith number 24 is a very lengthy hadith indeed. And indeed we won't be able to cover in detail every part of this hadith in only one podcast. And it won't be fair to allocate only one podcast to analyze in greater detail of this very hadith. Due to time restrictions, let me try my best to summarize the explanations to each part of this hadith, inshallah. Let's begin, inshallah. On the authority of Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, from the Prophet wasallam, from his Lord, when we say, sisters, that it is from his Lord, that means this hadith is a hadith al-Qudsi, sisters. So Rasulullah said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O my servants, I have forbidden zulm, oppression for myself, and I have made it forbidden amongst you, so do not oppress one another. O my servants, all of you are astray except those whom I have guided, so seek guidance from me and I shall guide you. O my servants, all of you are hungry except those whom I have fed, so seek food from me and I shall feed you. O my servants, all of you are naked except those whom I have clothed. So seek clothing from me and I shall clothe you. O my servants, you commit sins by day and night and I forgive all sins. So seek forgiveness from me and I shall forgive you. O my servants, you will not attain harming me so as to harm me and you will not attain benefiting me so as to benefit me. O my servants, if the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinns of you were all as pious as the most pious heart of any individual amongst you, then this would not increase my kingdom and iota. O my servants, if the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinns of you were all as wicked as most wicked heart of any individual amongst you, then this would not decrease my kingdom and iota. O my servants, if the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinn of you were all to stand together in one place and ask of me and I were to give everyone what he requested, then that would not decrease what I possess, except what is decreased of the ocean when a needle is dipped into it. O my servants, it is but your deed that I account for you and then recompense you for so he who finds good, let him praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he who finds other than that, let him blame no one but himself. This is the hadith sister. So inshallah, let's move on step by step. First, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O my servants, I have forbidden dhulm, that is oppression for myself. And I have made it forbidden amongst you. So do not oppress one another. Subhanallah sisters, it stated that this is one of the most important hadith. It is a must to memorize it and ponder over its meaning as it has uncountable important points to it. Subhanallah sisters, this hadith prohibits all forms of injustice and oppression. 
thus leading to justice which is one of the main goals of sharia furthermore it is said that this hadith encourages one to pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance and one's worldly needs the hadith also discusses some of the attributes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such as his being free of any need of his creation if you check the text sisters it states o my servants allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins his statement by calling to human beings with the term my servants first from the point of view of the human it highlights the relationship between the ones being addressed and the speaker allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is their lord and the master we as human being we are the servants and the slaves of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is not coming from just anyone but it is coming from the master and the lord of the worlds allah subhanahu wa ta'ala secondly it is also demonstrates the relationship between allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and humans he subhanahu wa ta'ala is the master and the lord of the creation he is not in need of them they cannot benefit him at all we are simply his slaves and he created what he willed he could make them all believers or all disbelievers indeed if he willed he could do away with all of them this aspect is directly related to the message that is given in this hadith sisters all of mankind are allah subhanahu wa ta'ala servants absolute servants sisters the prohibition of zulm that is oppression is not something that is specific to the nation of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam indeed it was something that was taught to all of mankind so let's analyze what is zulm for the easiness we can categorize the term zulm into three categories first of all the first category is the zulm that the person commits to himself by acts of disobedience to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this type of zulm comprises many ancestors but the most heinous of them is ascribing partners to allah that is doing shirk to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the quran inna ash-shirka la dhulman azim verily joining others in worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a great form of dhulm why is that sisters this is because it is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's right upon his servants that they believe in him worship him alone and not ascribe as partner anyone in his worship furthermore they must obey him by abiding by what he has ordered and abstaining from what he has prohibited sisters the second category of zulm is that the oppression that a person commits toward others any kind of harm that a person does to another is a form of oppression or zulm and it's forbidden sisters a muslim may not harm others honor wealth or life prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam made that clear when he said all of a muslim is sacred to every other muslim with respect to his blood wealth and honor if a person strikes abuses curses cheats backbites or harms another person or if he helps another wrongly against someone falsely accuses someone lies about someone and so forth then he is committing zulm he is committing oppression in fact if a person prevents another from getting his due rights he has committed zulm he has committed oppression zulm is also inclusive of the misuse of power by people in position of authority 
The third type of zulm is that the oppression that committed towards the other creatures Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created or towards creation in general. For example, if a person kills an animal just for sport or play, he has committed zulm. He has committed oppression. In numerous places in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has denied that he has ever or would ever commit any wrongdoing or injustice towards anyone. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يَضْجِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا And your Lord treats no one with injustice. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَضْلِمُ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةِ Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrongs not even to the extent of the weight of an atom. Subhanallah. Inshallah, let's move on to the second part, sisters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O oh my servants, all of you are astray except those whom I have guided. So seek guidance from me and I shall guide you. This hadith states that all of mankind is lost or astray. The word dilal implies any kind of straying from the straight path. It is the opposite of guidance, sisters. It includes an intentional straying as well as a mistaken straying. It includes the one who does not know the truth as well as the one who rejects the truth. It also includes a small straying as well as a large straying sisters. Even when one is following the straight path, one may perform many acts that are not consistent with the straight path and are acts of dilal. Hence, one must always turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help him follow and be as perfect as possible along the straight path. This passage and the reminder of this hadith demonstrate that all of creation is in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring about good and to ward off evil. This is true with respect to both worldly and hereafter matters, sisters. In reality, humans do not possess any power or ability to benefit themselves unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his grace will such. If a person is devoid of guidance and sustenance, he will lose this life. If a person is not graced by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with forgiveness for his sins, his sins will destroy him in the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَن يَهْدِ اللَّهُ فَهُوَ الْمُهْتَدْ وَمَن يُضْلِلْ فَلَنْ تَجِدَ لَهُ وَلِيَمْ مُرْشِدًا he whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, he is the rightly guided. But for him whom he sends astray, you will find no guiding friend to lead him. Subhanallah. We should understand the points mentioned in this very hadith are some of the keys in distinguishing who has the right to be worshipped from these false gods that are worshipped sisters. The Prophet Ibrahim السلام, made many of the same arguments mentioned in this hadith to negate the worshipping of anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you take the Mus'haf and check Surah Ash-Shura verses number 75 to 83, you will understand that one sisters. So everyone must seek guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for he is the only true source of guidance. One has to pray to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and him alone for guidance. If a person sincerely seeks true guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our creator and beseeches him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will surely guide him to the straight path as shown in this hadith. For this reason, we have been instructed to pray in every prayer, guide us to the straight path. How many times we say this phrase 
in our prayer sisters. The third phrase Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said was, O my servants, all of you are hungry except for those whom I have fed. Therefore seek food from me, I will feed you. Subhanallah, look at the sequence sisters. After mentioning the food of the soul, that is guidance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the food that is needed for the physical body. Food is one of the greatest blessings man can have. Without it, he cannot survive. Eating can also be a pleasing experience, subhanAllah. In addition, proper nutrition is needed for the human being to be able to think and develop in a proper manner. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it clear that it is by his will that humans have food, water and fire or energy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the glorious Quran, in Surah Waqiyah, verses from 63 to 72 sisters. Please take your mushafs and check it for yourself sisters. As you all know, we don't have enough time to discuss everything in detail in this podcast. Next, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses me and you calling, O my servants, all of you are naked except for for those whom I have clothed. Therefore seek clothing from me and I will clothe you. Another great blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon mankind is that of clothing. Clothing is a protection from the weather. It is also a means by which one may cover one's private parts. And finally, it is also an adornment. Many people overlook this great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and take it for granted. Others, especially in today's world, misuse this great blessing and instead of using clothing to cover one's private parts use clothing as a tool of seduction and displaying one's beauty humans come out of their mother's womb without any clothing on and they are in need of clothing to cover their physical private parts allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah al-a'raf verse number 26 o children of adam we have bestowed clothing upon you to cover yourselves and as an adornment. And the covering of taqwa, that is righteousness, is better. Such are among the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they may remember. Next, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses us saying, O my servants, you sin by night and by day and I forgive all sins. Therefore seek forgiveness from me and I will forgive you. Besides providing guidance, food and clothing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offers humanity another great bounty. The bounty of forgiveness for one's sins. This bounty is as important as the previously mentioned bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states here, mankind is bound to commit sins. Daytime and nighttime means that all the times Humans commit sins. Every believer should be ashamed of this fact. During the daytime in general, his actions are witnessed by others and he should be too shy to commit sins in view of others. During the nighttime, he is not seen by anyone and this is the best time for him to perform good deeds that are free of any form of show and display. Instead, that this time often used to commit sins nowadays sisters however allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls out to his servants he informs them that he forgives sins he is in fact the forgiving the most merciful if the sinning humans would repent to him and seek his forgiveness 
he subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all their sins all humans are prone to commit sins however what distinguishes some sinners from the other is that the admission of committing the sin the feeling that it was wrong and the want to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness this was made clear by our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he said kullu bani adam khata' wa khayrul khata'in at-tawwabun all humans are sinners and the best sinners are those who repent the door to repentance and the forgiveness is always open as long as the person is still alive so let's use this time sisters before it's too late next allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling you O my servants you will not be able to harm me so as bring to me any harm and you will not able to benefit me so as to bring me any benefit Allah is not in need of any of his creation sisters we have to understand that he is self sufficient and he is perfect he is not in need of any assistant spouse or son or children to assist him or benefit him in any way all creatures can neither benefit nor harm allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way that's why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah dhariyat verses from 56 to 58 and i created not the jinn and the mankind except that they should worship me wama khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun i seek not any provision from them nor do i ask that they should feed me verily allah is the all provider order of power the most strong subhanallah also allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah fatir verse number 15 who mankind it is you who stand in need of allah but allah is rich subhanallah worthy of all praise next in the hadith allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling me and you all my servants if the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinn of you were all as pious as the most pious heart of any individual amongst you then this would not increase my kingdom and iota oh my servants if the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinn of you were all as wicked as the most wicked heart of any individual amongst you then this would not decrease my kingdom and iota Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's kingdom is not enriched or made greater by obedience to him by human and jinn. Subhanallah. Indeed, they are all within his kingdom and part of his creation sisters, regardless of whether they obey Allah or not. Similarly, if all mankind and jinn were as evil as shaitan, this would also not diminish Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's kingdom and dominion in any way. Subhanallah. Disobedience to Allah does not affect his dominion at all sisters. He is the real king and the owner of all of his creation. He has power over all things. Nothing escapes his rule. He is not in need of anything to assist him in his rule. He is perfect and complete in all of himself. In fact, he has no need to drive people to his worship. As that does not benefit him at all similarly he has no need to force people not to disobey him as such a disobedience does not harm him at all allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues oh my servants if the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinn of you were all to stand together in one place and ask of me 
and I were to give everyone what he requested, then that would not decrease what I possess, except what is decreased of the ocean when a needle is dipped into it. What's the meaning of this, sisters? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous, free of all wants, rich, able to give anything. This statement is meant to demonstrate how great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. He is able to give and give endlessly without it subtracting anything from his dominion. If a person puts a needle into the ocean, imagine sisters, and draws it out, with respect to what is in the ocean, the needle has taken virtually nothing out of the ocean, sisters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala compare this example to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides his servants with. When the believer realizes this fact, he will turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask of him. He will realize that it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who can grant his requests. Allah is always able to grant requests made to him. Allah will never be in a state where he is not able to grant the request of a questioner. Then he says, O oh my servants, it is but your deeds that I reckon for you. Then I recompense you for them. This hadith began by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stating the fact that he does not commit any dhulm, any oppression. At the end of this hadith, subhanallah, he demonstrates his justice by showing that he is preserving the deeds that mankind is performing. All of mankind will be recompensed according to those deeds. No one will be wronged in any way. And we have to have a firm belief in this fact, sisters. Everyone's deed will be presented and weighed on the day of judgment. Allah continued saying, the one who finds good should give praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah repeats this message in Surah Al-An'am verse number 160. Whoever brings a good deed shall have ten times the like thereof to his credit. And whoever brings an evil deed shall have only the recompense of the like thereof. And they will not be wronged. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala records all deeds and recompenses them. But his reward for good deeds is so just and excellent that he is deserving of praise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continued saying, The one who finds other than that should not blame anyone but himself. What does it mean? The one who finds that his deeds are evil has no one to blame but himself, sisters. He is the one who has chosen to remain astray. As in this hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, You are all astray. Instead of following the guidance that has come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who do wrong may try to blame many others for their sins. They sometimes blame their leaders for taking them down to the wrong path. They will blame shaitan for enticing them to do evil. They may even blame society for convincing them to accept as right what they must have known was wrong. This portion of this hadith shows that in reality they have no one to blame but themselves, sisters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the ability to choose right from wrong. The person himself makes his own decision what path to follow and what acts to perform. Hence, he can only blame himself for the decisions that he has made. It is him and him alone who is responsible for what he has done. On the day of judgment, he will be alone with the book of his deeds. We have to understand this, sisters. We will be there alone with our books. Then 
he will completely realize that he has no excuse and he can only blame himself for his action. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the message in Surah Al-Haqqa verses from 25 to 31 sisters. Please check yourself. Let me wind up today's podcast by giving this last message sisters. This whole hadith can be expressed in La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadeer. We understand everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The kingdom belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single atom belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even our self-sisters. This means we are the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This means we are the absolute slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot escape from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to be humble and seek every little thing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our Lord. With that, let's see how I'm winding up today's podcast, sisters. Inshallah, I'm hoping to meet you all next week with another hadith. Until then, stay tuned with us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.